Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. I mean, here's a guy that criticizes everybody, whoever they take. He's got the answers to uh, who you should take and who you shouldn't take. And all of a sudden, he's an expert. He's in our paper two days ago telling us who we have to take. Welcome back to the first team. I am Joe DeLeon. Joining me, of course, is my co-host Ryan Roberts. Today, we're going to be doing another scouting report episode. More senior bowl invites have been coming out. Again, not going to get to every single kid, but we're going to be talking about two interior offensive linemen. It's been a bit of an offensive line heavy show. I think next week we'll try to not do offensive linemen, but we're going to be talking about Christian Haynes from UConn, and we're going to be talking. Um, we're going to be talking about Christian Haynes from UConn and Dominic Puny from Kansas. I almost completely forgot who the second guy is that we're doing. If you can't tell, I'm operating on two different time zones right now. Uh, Ryan, I want to start us off with Puny, who um, I think is the least exciting of the two. I thought he was fine. Six foot five, 320 pounds. I think that this is a big football player. This is somebody who maybe has some capabilities to play a little tackle. I think that he serves best as, as, as a guard because he can't really move well enough for a tackle for me. Um, but any background on, on Puny here, who is actually a Division II transfer, I believe? He was. He was a Central Missouri transfer. And for people that don't follow Division II football, Central Missouri is actually a very good program on the Division II level. That is, they're the Mules. That was the same school as, remember Zach Davidson that came out a couple years ago, yes. Joe, that, dra- yes. that drafted in the fifth yes. round by the Vikings? Yeah, he uh, was also a Central Missouri guy. So, yeah, man, played a lot of ball, obviously, there, and now is in his second year with the Kansas Jayhawks. Uh, played four seasons with Central Missouri and then two seasons, obviously, with Kansas. So mm-hmm. he's a six-year senior. He's very – he's old in the tooth, I think, is the uh, is the Long the in the tooth, there. but we can, can – What did I say? Old in the tooth? Old, old in the, the tooth. tooth. We can go with that, though, if you want to. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm sorry, man. I'm also – a little bit sleep deprived today for people that are uh, are curious about that. But he is a starting offensive tackle for Kansas. I agree that I think that there's going to be some translation inside, which we'll get into obviously during this show. But I mean, I don't want to jump the gun, but this is a kid that I think the versatility and the ability to play a couple different spots will be his best asset on the next level. Like I don't, I don't foresee a, starting caliber player here this is much no. more of a depth piece and a swing player it, it potentially for dominic puny in my opinion right that i mean you hit the nail on the head already just to kind of lead into that his his projection is going to be as a swing tackle guard somebody who is going to be drafted to be uh capable death depth at guard or at tackle somebody that you're going to draft yeah. because he's physically built enough uh and has experience playing tackle but again, those movement skills are going to likely project him best inside at guard. And what we're talking about here is just not, not, not the best foot speed. And I don't think he's very flexible and he doesn't move that well yeah. for, for him to be able to sit out there and play um, tackle on the next level. He's one of those guys that's like a big PFF darling. And I'm really wondering, it really makes you question sometimes where those grades come from because I, I constantly saw a guy who just couldn't really redirect that well, uh, yeah. didn't really play with, with you know the best of hands. And not the best of angles. He's constantly just getting overreached by guys, which is just really tough to buy in um, on a guy like this. I think he plays a bit high too, which is why I was struggling with uh, what I thought that he could be be truly good at. But overall, I think he's a fine football player. 
just not somebody I'm going to necessarily bang the table for that is going to be a highly impactful starter. You know who he reminds me of? And I, I think I mentioned this maybe on a call for RPM or something at one point, but he reminds me of Jack Driscoll that came out of Auburn a couple of years ago, who's now in e- the key backup offensive mm-hmm. lineman for the Philadelphia Eagles. Like, I mean, he's had spots starts at right tackle when Lane Johnson's been banged up. He's had some spots uh, inside at offensive guard when miscellaneous guys have been banged up over the last couple years as well. And if you remember Jack Driscoll coming out of Auburn, it was the funniest thing in the world because he was the starting right tackle. And they also had, I don't, I don't know if you remember this name, Joe, Prince Tega was the other, was the other starting offensive tackle who has not been able to last in the NFL. But Prince Tega was the, ceiling guy right like he was the tools he dude at left tackle and then they had jack driscoll at right tackle who was just like solid right like nothing exciting about him at all gets the job done you know all the all the really easy cliches of you know coach's son first man in last last kind <laughs> of leave like he was that kind of guy for Auburn, uh, though like he was that guy that you just you could depend on jack driscoll being a solid contributor to an offensive line and that's what's happened so far in the NFL for Jack Driscoll. You know, like he's never going to be a starter for the Eagles, a full-time guy. He probably isn't going to sign a massive free agent contract to be go be a starter somewhere else. Like I don't think a Haloti Vitae, you know, type of tra- trajectory for him. Like, because like Vitae got paid bank to go to Detroit as a starter. Like, I don't think that a team is going to just open up the checkbook for Jack Driscoll to come to be a starter. But Jack Driscoll has been able to stick with the Eagles so far, and I think he's going to be able to stick for several more years because he's just consistent, mm. right? Takes good angles, plays with good hand usage, and that's exactly what, and I apologize if we're saying his last name wrong, by the way. Puny. That's what Dominic Puny is. Puny, Puny. I don't, I don't know how to pronounce his last name. I couldn't find any pronunciation guide. Kansas, you suck. <laughs> but he is that guy, though, Joe, that I think is going to be a late-round potential draft pick that a team is going to draft because he does everything the right way. He's got solid hand usage. Hmm. His feet are always in the right spot for the most part when he isn't getting outreached. His angles are good to the second level. His hand usage is very solid and he's very he's very aggressive with his hand usage as well. Like he doesn't have late hands, like he plays with good hands overall. Is he a star at the next level long term? No. But could he spot start occasionally and be a guy that backs up three different spots on the offensive line? I think that's what Dominic brings to the game potentially. So he's not not exciting, but this is a important player for the NFL, an important player because I'm pretty sure right now if if Jeff Stoutland, who's the offensive offensive line coach for the Philadelphia Eagles, or Nick Sirianni, who's the head coach for the Philadelphia Eagles. If you ask them, like, how important is Jack Driscoll to your offensive line room? They would important. say very. And they and they wouldn't be lying about it, right? Because every time an injury happens, you know where you can turn to. You can turn to Jack Driscoll. And I feel like Dominic Pooney could be the same type of player on the next level. Nothing special, late-round draft pick, but he has the ability to stick because I think he does enough good that can get you out of a football game. I also think that one thing with him that's really per- not perplexing, but like really tricky is that the offense that he plays in, he, the ball gets out really quick. So you don't really see him in a lot of situations where he's truly, he's kick setting, he's mirroring, he's playing with guys in front of him. The ball's out in two, three seconds every single time because that's how that, that offense is designed. It's designed to attack space. It's designed to get uh, your playmakers 
in open field. So you need to get the ball out quickly. So you, we don't really get to see him one do that. And we also don't get to see uh, my bigger issue and qualm with him is he's, he's this big guy. He's 320 pounds. He doesn't really displace anyone. That's usually for me yeah, like a big no go when I see a guy who just can't drive somebody off the ball because he's not getting low enough. He's not driving his legs effectively enough. And that's only going to get harder in the NFL. But as you're talking about, he gets in the way enough where if you needed to bring him up in as a backup, he's going to get that job done. Yeah, I, I think that that's portrayed perfectly. Again, power, foot quickness, nothing that's going to blow you away. There's zero. I One sad story real quick, Joe. It's not even a story. It's just kind of a, a quick note. I was Googling Dominic to try to find his name pronunciation. And Antti Klotinecki has, like I guess, a – a little segment on a show where he kind of went in depth on his RPO RPO game and his offensive structure in general. And I got super sad, Joe, because I'm like, man, what it must be to have a All revolutionary right. offensive mind right. as your, as your offensive coordinator. All right, this really isn't a Notre Dame. Really this isn't a Notre Dame. I'm sorry. Show. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, I've brought his name up when people ask me who I think should be the next offensive coordinator at Notre Dame. A quick final thought before we transition, transition to Christian Haynes. For me, top 200 player. Um, I, maybe I could go a little higher than that, but I don't really see him being more than a, than a day three pick. Yeah, I actually – I don't even have a draftable grade on him. I think that he will ultimately potentially get drafted in the late, late two wow. rounds because of the consistency he brings to the table. But if I'm grading strictly off of what I see him on film, the physical traits he brings to the profile, and how he projects the next level, I have a PFA grade on Dominic Pooney. I think that wow. he's – again. Nothing wrong with that, Joe, because we see PFAs every single year make rosters and be good football players. And I just compare him to Jack Driscoll, who I'm pretty sure Jack Driscoll went in the fourth. seventh round. Fourth. Like he wasn't a fourth rounder. Oh, was he really? Wow. Yeah. He was right I thought he was later, too. I just looked it up. He was a fourth rounder. Interesting. Okay. Well, I'm an idiot. Don't listen to me on that one. But Dominic Pooney, I think in a vacuum, is a priority free agent type player. But in a, in a, Offensive line room, I think that he could find a role, but I just don't necessarily. I, I don't think a few. I don't see starter. I don't even see key reserve backup potentially. I see a guy that could stick in the right situation. That's what I see with Dominic Pooney. So yeah, maybe I'll end up being low on him, but there. I think there's two realities. We talked about the positives of it, right? Mm -hmm. That he could stick and be a swing player. The other positives. I mean, the other side of the coin, though, and I'm not super sold on him being that guy necessarily is that he could just not stick, right? Because it's just like there's nothing about him that is something that it makes you want him to stick other than consistency. Like he doesn't bring a great wingspan to the table. He doesn't bring great foot quickness. He doesn't bring a great power profile. Like there's not much that I look at and say like that gets me overly excited. So yeah, PFA, I think he'll get drafted late, but my evaluation, that's what I see from him. Make sure you check out Bet Online for all of your sports betting needs. For anything that I do betting related, I go on over to betonline.ag and I use promo code BELIEVE50. BetOnline has all of the latest updated odds for the NFL and college football seasons. Anything you need, whether it's futures, live in-game betting, no matter what, your football betting needs are met at BetOnline. And again, make sure you use that promo code BELIEVE50, B-L-E-A-V-5-0 to get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. Well, I'm overly excited about Christian Haynes, who is uh, on the smaller side. He played guard at UConn. I think that he is going to end up bumping inside to center. Somebody who I don't think I can say who it was because it was in a, in a work setting, but uh, somebody had 
mentioned that he's probably going to be better off at center. And I, I, I kind of see not only why, but I also see a path for him to likely succeed at center. Christian Hans from UConn, man, he moves. He moves really well. I watched him th- this year and, I, and to get to see what he progressed on since last season. And I think that his, his foot speed, his ability to get to the next level, it's improved. And I think that with all those movement skills, they're going to really help him be a highly valuable uh, zone blocking scheme center in the NFL. So funny, Joe. I was looking up his measurements on Blesto, and then I was like, how the heck do they not have him on Blesto? And then I realized that I was looking at last year's list. So that was fun. <laughs> anyway. That was a fun time. Uh, three-year starter has started uh, the last – I'm pretty sure that he is up to like 47 career starts so Which far in his career. Yeah. I mean, he's he's literally a he's, – he's, he's one of the rare guys, right? And we talk about the importance of – Offensive linemen and quarterbacks playing a ton and having experience in college, I think it matters a ton. Like you said, he is a little bit of a smaller size guy from a guard perspective. He had a sixth round blesto grade in the preseason, six two seven eighths, so right around six foot three, three hundred and twelve pounds. So, you know, solid size, nothing special. I do think there's going to be a conversation because you alluded to it already. There are people that are already talking about it, guard or center on the next level. I personally still think he's a guard. I mean, like, I could see him playing center, right? Like, if you ask me, could he play center? I'm like, yeah, he could play center. He's really, really compact. Like, I don't – I'm really curious what the arm length is. I I also think part of it, and I I don't want to say misuse, but I almost feel like it would would not be an effective use of his skill set if he's not moved to center. I think that he could be a really, really good center, and he's just being asked to play guard because he's on a team with a bunch of crappy offensive linemen and they don't have any good – good guys to play at that guard spot man the the, the disrespect to chase Lunt at offensive tackle and valentin senin at, at offensive tackle is just ridiculous right now man absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> let me let me ask you this though joe didn't you like the power profile though i i really like the power profile i i just that's I better think, served the guard than it is at center but though. i feel like how but, small he is and, it, and it's not like he's he's heavy-footed this isn't a guy that's that's powerful and can't like you know his choppy feet and can't really move he moves really well and i think that serves very very well when we're asking him to move in space and get to the next level and also yeah. for having to go up against nose tackles and playing it he just first of all plain and simple he's his own scheme guy i think that he's going to really really excel in his own scheme based on the way that he moves i was just so enamored with the way that he could move and I really think, though, it's going to be a problem, those those arms, because of how short they are, him trying to play guard in the NFL. So I'm, I'm getting it. I'm get, going to get the arm length measurement. I messaged someone yesterday. They said they would get back to me. They have not yet. Uh-oh. I actually did not have huge arm, arm concerns. I think that he is a little bit too aggressive at times, which I think that, that is true. Is, is, like, I think that's his peccadillo more than anything, right? Like, he is a incredibly aggressive blocker, which... I love, I think it's great because we always talk about it's easier to rein someone in than try to get aggressiveness out of you. Like that's much easier to do. Right. And I think that this kid has displacement power. I think he's incredibly physical. I think he works up to the second level and I think he's got good solid feet overall. So I, I think that he's a guard at the next level. Now, regardless, I think he's a really good interior offensive line prospect, whether you project him at center, whether you project him at guard, he brings Every skill set that I need to the table, he reminds me. I don't know if you remember this player. He's actually he's been a really good player in the NFL the last few years. Not as much this year, but Nate Davis came out of Charlotte a few years ago. Yeah, who was a really good player for Tennessee. 
And then I think he may have gotten hurt at the end of his career at, at the Tennessee tenure or something, but he's on Chicago now. And I know he's not playing as well, but he was the same type of guy. I actually looked up the measurements. He was six, three and a quarter. So a little bit taller than Christian Haynes, but not a ton. 316 pounds. He was a little bit of what you would say is a undersized guard as far as working to the next level. But the butt kicking that he can do in the run game, the physicality, the displacement power, I really think that some of those parallels are very similar. But similar to what Nate Davis's problems were coming out of Charlotte, he was very over aggressive at times and it caused him to kind of duck his head, you know, like it wasn't a, it wasn't a flexibility issue as far as like him being like super tight in the hips and just couldn't bend. It was just more than anything. He was trying to displace dudes consistently. Like that's just his game. Right. And I think that for me, that's a lot of what Christian Haynes brings to the table, but regardless guard center, who cares? This kid's a starting caliber offensive lineman down the road in the NFL, in my opinion, because of the athleticism, the physicality, the power profile that he brings to the table. I think all that stuff meshes into a starting offensive lineman down the road. I, I think I'm going to actually end up being um, a little more bullish on him than than you are. I, th- I actually kind of think that because the way that you kind of finish off that sentence, I feel like with him – I'm willing to commit and say that I think he can start pretty early on in his career. Like, I, I think that he is a really good, and I don't guard or center, wherever, whichever yeah. spot, spot it is. I just see somebody who has just generally great feet, can move really well, um, I, sometimes overmatched I, by longer defenders. Sometimes that's like yeah. kind of where the, that concern comes in, but just really, really strong and well rounded and pretty good flexibility. And, and I, I'm always just obsessed with the way he moves in space. There are a couple times on screens. And whatnot, he's getting downfield. He's finding guys. He's finding work. I love guys with that mentality. I'm willing to go as far as say I think he's a top fifty kid. I I, I really wow. do. I'm really in. I really really wow. like him. I think that he is because uh, you know what actually kind of even reminds me of him? not in terms of like play style, but I feel like his projection. Remember when Will Hernandez came out and everyone just slowly started getting more and more in on him, and then he ends up going yeah. in the in the very very beginning of the second round. I don't think that there's much of a difference between Will Hernandez right now, uh, when he came out and Christian Haynes right now. I, I think it's it's certainly possible. Yeah, but I mean, Will Hernandez ended up being not a great pick, though. <laughs> when you look back at because that. he was well, because his feet were much slower. His feet were much much slower, and that's why I, I think that that Haynes sure. is a better player. I I don't necessarily you disagree play with that center. part. I, I don't necessarily disagree with that part. I think for me, I think the difference that we have in our evaluation on Christian Haynes. Is I don't I don't I wouldn't quite say great feet for me from Haynes because I watched some more this morning. I think it's good foot quickness. Like I think that it's it's good, right? Or like and like NFL above average for an NFL starting guard. But I wouldn't say necessarily great. I wouldn't quite go there. I'm in between Joe. I haven't even put like a firm on this one, but I'm Uh-oh. in between a top 100 and top 150, somewhere in that ballpark. Okay. Regardless, yeah, I think that he's going to start relatively early in his career. I would say by year two, year three, he's a starting guard. From there, I think he's going to be a solid to good starter in the NFL and going to have a lot of upside at that position. I just, I, I guess I'm not quite as bullish on the foot quickness aspect as kind of our Slight difference of opinion. I mean, it's not a crazy difference of opinion, in my opinion, either. Yeah, I don't know. It's just, it's weird because you and I see him as completely different, like quite literally completely different positions. But I don't know, maybe I'm being a little too aggressive on him. I just, I had so much fun watching his film, man. He just, 
guys who play with that that demeanor as an interior offensive lineman, it's it's hard to find. Joe, you had fun watching UConn film this year, huh? Oh, that no. was that's something, man. That's been pretty bad. <laughs> yeah. been pretty bad I'm a team. sick mf'er, man. All right, I think it's a good note to wrap us up on at Joe DeLeon at Rising Draft. Thanks for tuning in. We will be back. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B L E A V on YouTube.